Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Of course, the idea that you think children should be able to mutilate themselves is just pure evil. It's evil. Well, Rachel Levine is also evil. Sorry. We've reached the point of no return with this man who claims to be a woman. Rachel Levine is a man. Dr. Rachel Levine is a man. Assistant Secretary for Health in the Department of Health and Human Services. Was the Pennsylvania Secretary of Health a man? Not a woman, has never been a woman, will never be a woman. Honesty matters. A man. Rachel Levine, you want to call yourself Rachel, knock yourself out. Rachel Levine will continue to tell you that gender-affirming care is real. And that gender-affirming care should be celebrated, which is, of course, not true. It is abusive. It's like saying that puberty blockers are reversible. It's a lie. It's fraud. It's hate. It's nonsense. It's the desire to abuse children. But we have seen other manifestations of um, fantasy. They're not mothers. They're birthing people. They're not mothers? Well, mother uh, indicates women. Of course, you don't have to be a woman in order to have children. Yes, you do. Every rational person knows this. And any doctor in the sound of my voice who says you don't have to be a woman in order to have children should have their license taken away. You're not qualified to see patients. You have a mental disorder that needs to be looked at. Notice I didn't say that you should be attacked. Notice I didn't say that you should be excommunicated from society, but you certainly aren't allowed to be a doctor if you won't admit that only women get pregnant. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. I don't know if I said hello. I forget sometimes. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Only women give birth. Birthing people. We've seen this again and again and again. Now, the highest ranking transgender person in the government has decided that while speaking at a gender-affirming care clinic, which is the most Orwellian-titled name you could give something, we should eliminate the word mother and replace it with a phrase like, Egg producer. You see that, women? You see what you've been reduced to? That's all you are. All you are, this this thing that delivers an egg, and if it gets fertilized, great, and if not, okay, and that's it. You have no other purpose. Egg producer. You mean you want to degender the language because you don't want to admit that women are women and men are men. That's evil. Because that's about lying to children and lying to others and pushing a lie and us pretending that what we see with our own eyes isn't real. That's gaslighting. And for that, Rachel Levine should be thrown out of the government. 
No one should take this lying fraud seriously. This danger to children and adults and decency seriously. You're allowed to have this perch and engage in this kind of talk? Luckily, there are people fighting her. Sorry, him. The name Rachel. Rachel is a woman's name. Chess Federation bans trans women from playing in women's games. Interesting that chess would make this call. The um, Federation Internationale, I believe it's Eches. Echeques? Echeques? Forgive my pronunciation. That is the organization's original name. F-I-D-E is what it goes by. We'll just call it the International Chess Federation. They include rules and guidelines specifically for players who are quote-unquote transgender, and they set the rules for all international chess competition, and they rank top chess players. They require players to identify as that gender outside of the chess world and asking for documentation that matches an official gender change. But specifically, trans women, that is men who claim to be women, prohibited from competing in the women's category until they can make a further decision on the matter, which could take up to two years. You can play in the open category, but you cannot play against women. Now, women who claim to be men can play in the men's category. What is fascinating here is that it's possible that a different argument is being made. When we see men claim to be women and then compete in weightlifting, well, of course, the men are going to destroy the women in weightlifting and in running and in soccer and in swimming. This isn't debate. These are facts. There are differences between men and women. Men are stronger uh, by and large. Men are faster by and large. And there is nothing that any amount of complaining or caterwauling or anything else will do about it. But is this making the argument that the way men play chess is different than the way women play chess? I'm asking a question because I have never considered it and I don't know the answer. Is it the argument that men move their pieces faster? Is it an argument that men engage in calculations regarding the opportunities for moves differently than women? Is do do men calculate it faster than women or 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 slower than than women? Is it a, is it a different game? The chess game that that men play and women play is it indeed a a different game? Because this does make you ask that question, and I don't. I have absolutely no idea of the answer there, but it's. It's an interesting development in the long list of developments where you have some sports that recognize that there are differences between men and women and some sports that want to pretend that none exist. They want to pretend that they don't exist. Riley Gaines, the swimmer, uh, she was on Newsmax. And she made a statement regarding Title IX. Title IX, college sports, uh, you got to have these opportunities for women. And you take a look 
at how uh, women get treated in sports, and you're like, this is not what Title IX is about. Men get to claim to be women and then tell women to take a back seat. And then you have women who support that, like Megan Rapinoe. Megan Rapinoe is a misogynist. What a what a wholly despicable person. You don't raise your daughter to grow up to be like Megan Rapinoe. That is not a role model. Megan Rapinoe, all that work for equal pay in women's soccer just to ensure that men can have all the spots. I don't know, maybe if men decided that they were women and had all the spots, they would actually win the World Cup. Too soon? No? Yes? Can I get a ruling? Maybe. Maybe is the ruling? I'll take the maybe. But Riley Gaines, who has been fighting this fight regarding swimming, having to swim against Leah Thomas, Riley Gaines is saying there are changes coming to Title IX. We've seen FINA, which is the international governing body of swimming. We've seen um, World Athletics, which is the same for track and field. We've seen now cycling. Um, take the approach where they're prioritizing fairness. And they're saying that if you've gone through male puberty, you can't compete against women, um, which is great. That being said, the NCAA, the IOC, what the Biden administration is doing to Title IX, we have some realms where it's taking the total opposite approach. Um, the Biden administration, in regards to Title IX, they're rewriting it to where it's no longer preventing discrimination on the basis of sex. It's preventing discrimination on the basis of gender identity. And I can tell you right now what they're going to do. It's supposed to be implemented in October, and they are going to try to be sneaky. They're going to try to do it discreetly so the general public doesn't know that they're doing this. Now, I will admit to you that while I pay attention to the subject, this is the first I have heard about a manipulation of Title IX this directly. It is the first that I have heard someone say they are going to change this. So it's not about being a woman. It's how you identify. And if that's the case, then there's just no more need for universities and others to have to go through the charade of women's sports, right? Because it's over. Because it's over. There's, there is no more women's sports. It doesn't exist. If you're going to change Title IX you are to, to not be about biology, facts, but rather about identity, feelings, you are saying that there is no Title IX. Women don't actually exist unless someone feels that way, and we will take every position that they had. There will be no more women's sports. It won't exist. So now I go back to to Rachel Levine. First, you have the people within the sports world who want to tell women they shouldn't be allowed to compete. You have the organizations that are proud to tell women they shouldn't compete, and certainly some organizations pushing back. And then you have government officials, men who claim to be women, saying that women shouldn't even be called mothers and we shouldn't recognize their important role in the family. Rather, they're just egg producers. If they're just egg producers and they're not mothers, what real connection do they have to the child? Follow that. If they are indeed a birthing person, if they are just egg producers and there is no uh, uh, connection to that, well, then what they create, the child, 
Why does that belong to them? They just produce some eggs. That's all they're there for. That's all they did. This is all part and parcel of that Marxism that we are discussing, that we are sharing, that we are seeing and identifying, recognizing right in front of us in ways of tearing apart the nuclear family and cleaving the parent from the child because the parent isn't even a parent. My God, it's not even a mother. It's just some egg producer from down the road. I started by saying that Rachel Levine is evil. I said it. I meant it. I apologize to no one. And the people who support him should be damn well ashamed of themselves. I'm Tony Katz. They are trying to deflect attention from the fact that the economy is great. It's, it's, a, it's a Goldilocks economy. I'll tell you, I've been watching or participating in economic policy for at least 30 years, and I don't recall an economy that is this good. But the American public, uh, the Republicans basically want to, what, do they want to talk about wokeism? What is that? <laughs> they want to talk about critical race theory? I mean, I don't think most of the country really cares about this stuff, but it is a deflection that at least among certain people in certain parts of this country is deflecting attention from what's really going on. Goldilocks economy, says Robert Reich, former labor secretary for the United States. Um, No. I mean, if you want to lie to the MSNBC audience, you're more than welcome to, but no. No, Nobody nobody thinks of it as a, a Goldilocks economy. By the way, the Dow is down 60, the Nasdaq's down 32. It's already been two days of losses. Could be three. There's the possibility of an auto strike. Could cost about $5 billion, according to CNBC. Don't know if it'll be all three or if it'll be General Motors or it'll be Stellantis or it'll be Ford who actually goes on the strike. But sure, everything's just great. Inflation was up last month, but everything's just fine. It's the best economy Robert Reich has ever seen. It's hard to tell Robert Reich and Paul Krugman apart. It really is. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. And I'm going to get into more of the um, the Comer and impeachment stuff and the impeachment inquiry coming up. But this finding that Biden, Joe Biden, used a pseudonym when he was emailing his son's business associates. One way. Whether it's uh, it was uh, Robert L. Peters or Robin Ware or J. R. B. Ware, W. A. R. E. So Comer writes a letter to the to the archivist. Uh, I want everything. I want all the unredacted documents and communications with Hunter and this partner Devin Archer. The drafts. Every. I'll get into it. And you know the reason they did it, so they could um, they could uh, avoid oversight. It was all to avoid oversight. <laughs> I'll get to it in a second. Diane on Twitter, what X, wants to know, how did I miss the Title IX proposed rule? Because I did. Because I either missed it or forgot. One or the other. I just missed it. I cover a lot of things, Diane. I think the question is, why didn't you remind me of it? Look, I do. I cover a lot of stuff, and sometimes I don't get to everything. I missed that one. But I'm glad I got to it today, for sure. 
changing Title IX to say it's not about women, it's about how you identify? That, that is the Biden administration telling women they hate them. And it's really important that, that uh, suburban women, suburban moms get the message. You vote for Biden, you hate your daughters. You vote for Biden, you hate your sons. You vote for Biden, you hate yourself. Um, that's it. Yeah, that, this and it- that, that, I, I, think, I, I think I got it right. That, that, that's everything right there. Good, good, good. The Anheuser-Busch family is um, offering to buy back the company. Billy Bush, no, 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 not, not that, not the grab him, Billy Bush, B-U-S-C-H. He has uh, said to Anheuser-Busch InBev, which, you know, InBev bought the company, sell it to me. I'll be the first in line to buy that brand back from you and we'll make that brand great again. That's that's incredible. First of all, the line, make that brand great again, make Bud Light great again, that is that is a way to get uh, a bunch of people on the political right on your side. <laughs> that much is for sure. But the, the disaster that is um, Bud Light right now and this collapse... Yes, there is a there there's somebody who would absolutely be a buyer and could bring the thing back because the new buyer would clear up the old issues. A new buyer absolutely erases what happened prior. If of course that new buyer is somebody saying make that brand great again. Right? If if the new buyer was Rosie O'Donnell, less Less, less erasure. I don't know how much I don't know how much money the the, the Bushes have. I don't know how much it, it would cost. The company is worth less now. <laughs> it's all their fault. By the way, has anybody asked themselves, um, what happened, um, to uh, Alyssa Hammerscheid? Heinerscheid, who was uh, the vice president of marketing. Has anybody asked what's happened to her? Where Where is she working right now? She got let go. So where is she working today? That's what I want to know. And I love that there's a website because I'm asking this question. Budweiser executive Alyssa Heinerscheid has been the target of a focused right-wing smear campaign. Uh, I'm pretty sure the people on the political right and on the political left and everybody who just wanted to be left alone was the victim of her smear campaign when she said, these people are just all frat boy humor and uh, and they need to be educated. <laughs> I have no idea where she is. But you know that she's going to have a job and that job is going to be six figures and then some. Oh, yeah. She won't suffer at all. I'm surprised she's not already teaching at Berkeley. I don't know. I don't know if uh, the Anheuser-Busch guy is going to buy it, but it'd be cool if he did. It would certainly bring back the brand. Find everything at TonyCats.com. This is Tony Katz today.
I want the impeachment inquiry as much as you do. I would say I want it more than you do, but then we're fighting over who wants it more, and we both want it, so why in the world fight? That seems silly. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Find everything going on at TonyKatz.com. Yes, it should begin. And James Comer from Kentucky taking the heat because they have not yet gone forward with the impeachment inquiry. Now, understand inquiry is different than impeachment proceedings. I am saying, and I have been saying, and I castigated uh, Congressman uh, Greg Stube uh, for putting out impeachment articles. We're not there yet. I'm not saying we're not going to get there. But I am discussing a conversation about tactics. The inquiry is about being able to call witnesses. It's about sharing with the American people what in the world has been happening regarding Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and payments. What has been happening with the possibility of bribes? What exactly was Joe Biden getting on the phone for? What is it that Burisma was promised? What did they actually get? What about these Chinese energy company? What about all the other people, Devin Archer or any of the other associates brought forward? What did they get? What access did they get? How did it impact the United States of America and our national security? What was sold so the Bidens could prosper? It might take a little bit of time to get there. I'm okay with that. But the impeachment inquiry itself has to come along faster. Comer was on, I think it was Newsmax. Yeah, it was on Newsmax the other day, Congressman Comer of Kentucky, trying to uh, answer this point of why things aren't moving fast enough. Well, Rob, I think we're going uh, as quickly as we can with the investigation. They're obstructing us every step of the way. I'm trying to be... Uh, transparent with the American people. It seems like about every two weeks we have another drop of information, major information that shows more criminality by the Biden family with respect to uh, indicting someone. If I had the power to indict uh, a Biden, I would have already indicted the president's son by now. But unfortunately, I'm in Congress and and we don't have the, the power that the Department of Justice has. What we can basically do is serve as a, a de facto general counsel, a special counsel. And that's what I feel like the House Oversight Committee has been well, doing We've you. been getting the facts. We've been leading the investigation. Uh, we're going to submit uh, everything we have to the American people and to the Department of Justice. We had a judge that listened to us when she was uh, about, you know, when they were trying to get that sweetheart plea deal for the president's son. And she took the information we sent her and rejected that plea deal. So I think we're making progress. It's just very frustrating when the Democrats hold all the power. Stop. No, they don't. You won the House. What are you talking about? Hold all the power. What are you talking about? Hold all the power. If you're talking about investigations regarding the DOJ, yes, they control the DOJ. You can engage your own investigations. Go do so. You could, at the very least, remove Adam Adam Schiff from all his committee uh, assignments. This liar, this fraud who told us that he knows that Trump uh, colluded with Russia. He said it with Chuck Todd. He said it with multiple news agencies that he had the proof. He, that we're gonna, I can't tell you everything, but we're going to lay it out. He never had it. He lied. He lied. He admitted that what you see in Georgia, what you see with the indictment in Georgia, he was so unbelievably happy how it tracked 
with the work that was done by the January 6th committee. He was he was struck by it, don't you know? Uh, I think that there are still a great many Americans who are going to be very interested to watch these trials, and I'm particularly grateful that in Georgia that trial is likely to be televised. Uh, I've been urging the Judicial Conference uh, and led a letter to uh, that conference with dozens of my colleagues urging that the federal proceedings be televised because I think it's going to be enormously important that those people who have an open mind get to watch, that it's not filtered uh, in one way or another. Uh, so I, I, I applaud the hard work uh, of the grand jury uh, in Fulton County, uh, the willingness to go forward, uh, and I'm glad the American people are going to get to watch at least one of these trials. Uh, and I'm particularly also uh, struck by how much the Georgia indictment really tracks the work of the January 6th committee, and in particular the hearing uh, that I led. And uh, it's, I, I think, uh, very similar to the federal January 6th indictment uh, in tracking the work of our committee. So that was the purpose of the committee. It wasn't to expose what happened on January 6th. It was to set the template for all of these other people to then go after Trump. Super duper, super duper creepy, if you don't mind me saying so. And let me just go back over one thing really quick. That trial is likely to be televised. Uh, I've been urging the Judicial Conference uh, and led a letter to uh, that conference with dozens of my colleagues urging that the federal proceedings be televised because I think it's going to be enormously important that those people who have an open mind get to watch, that it's not filtered uh, in one way or another. It's not about sharing it with the American people. It's that Adam Schiff loves a good snuff film. He, I mean, that's what it is. They want to watch an execution on live TV. That's what they want. And CNN wants this more than they want oxygen. I mean, CNN wants this in a very Louis C.K. kind of way. I, that's actually a very kind of borderline funny but dirty. It, it, it's got to, you got to think about it for a second. It's just nuts. They want the ratings so bad. And you know I'm screwed, right? You understand that if they televise the hearings, we got to play it. We got to play it. Oh, I, I don't have a dog in the fight. Like if, if, if you and I were sitting on the bar stool, I, I could understand the, the desire to televise and then I can understand the desire to absolutely not televise. But if they televise it, what do I do? Hey, yeah, they got the televised uh, hearings on, on Trump. Trump trials going on. But here, we'll talk about this instead. If you televise it, you stop the country from working on any other subject, like, for example, how corrupt Hunter and Joe Biden are and the criminality of the Biden crime family and how they got all these millions of dollars and how these millions of dollars were distributed amongst the family members. You stop talking about the border. You stop talking about China. You stop talking about the threat that is Iran. You, you, you just stop. You quit stop altogether and you focus on this one thing. Which, uh, as we have gone through, if anybody questions, in my view, that this isn't uh, election interference, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I do not know what to tell you. I never said you had to like Trump. I keep saying this. I'm not saying you have to vote for Trump. I, you, 
That that's clear and obvious. Some people are like, oh, he's the only choice. He's not the only choice. It's a maddening thing to say. I'm willing to get into the down and dirty about this. That's idol worship talking. It's super, super weird. You just got to make the case of why you think he'd still, from prison, be the best guy. Oh, by the way, he's going to prison. He's going to prison. At least you got to think that way. I'm not saying he should. I'm not saying I agree with any of these indictments. I've already told you where I'm at. But you're going to have, you're going to hold the trial in Georgia on March 4th. That's when you're going to start it. And Super Tuesday... All of those states having their primaries is March 5th? Not election interference? Stop talking. Those people sound nuts. Televising it isn't election interference? Of course it is. Of course it is. And if they do it, not going to have an option. Either that or I might as well just uh, uh, play, play reruns. You know it, and I know. I mean, that's the most honest conversation in America. Every radio station in the country has got to be asking themselves how they're going to handle this. How are they going to do it? You going to do it with commentary, not with commentary? You're just going to let it play? How are you going to do the commercial breaks? Of Guys, do you think I'm digging too deep? No, no, no. I think I'm seeing it pretty dang clearly. But of course, CNN wants this. MSNBC wants this. I assume even Fox wants this. Because it's ratings gold. Because everyone's going to watch the snuff film. Everyone wants to watch the car wreck. The problem is the last time everyone watched the car wreck, the guy who wrecked the car, sorry, killed Nicole Brown Simpson, walked free. Just, that's right, just had to put an OJ reference on this. So where is my impeachment inquiry on Biden? Rob Schmidt of Newsmax asking the question. When, when you, you have subpoena power, though, right? I mean, you can, you can pull these, these business partners. There's, there's so many of these, these, these men uh, and women that worked with the Bidens that obviously know what, what's happened here. Uh, you know, get them in, in front of you. Grill them for hours. Uh, you have that ability. Uh, is, there, is there more you could be doing? Well, we've requested information uh, from all of the associates, every person that uh, you can think of that's named in the laptop and a few others. Uh, we've been communicating with with several of them. Uh, with we've are they, offered are they, them. Are they the, rejecting uh, you? Are they are they fighting this? Or are they? There, there there are some that are fighting us. There are some that have given us helpful information. There are some that have uh, let us down a few rabbit holes. But uh, at the end of the day, they're going to be in front of this committee for depositions very soon. Now, one of the things he has done is reached out to the archives, asking uh, the archives to provide joe biden's records from his days as vice president that quote overlapped with his son's activities in ukraine he wants the unredacted communications where joe used a pseudonym uh, hunter biden uh, devin archer whether or not they are are copied on these things and all drafts of then vice president biden's speech to the ukrainian parliament in december of 2015 and uh, writes up Biden, I'm quoting, mixed official government duties with families influence peddling. 
and uh, wants to go to court and get all the bank records. That happened just as uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland decided, oh, yeah, oh, David Weiss, you're, you're special counsel now. Remember, that move was meant to protect the Biden family. That's what the move did. Protect the Biden family. I will not relent from the reality that the Biden crime family is the biggest story in the country and the one that needs the investigation. And I know that I am correct because ABC, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN, the New York Times, and the Washington Post are completely silent. That's how I know I'm right. That's how you know you're right. That's how over the target you are. What is it that they are ignoring? That's how important it is. Now, sometimes you can argue that they're ignoring a story because they're they're working on other stories. How in the world do you ignore the possibility of Joe Biden taking a $5 million bribe from Ukraine or a $143,200 sports car being purchased just a day after you get from some whoever he was $143,200? Oh, that's right. It was the Ukrainian, not the Ukrainian oligarch. It was a Russian oligarch. It was some level of oligarch. Some lady was like, here you go, Hunter. Enjoy your sports car. No, no one has ever put into my account one hundred forty-two thousand three hundred dollars, and I or is one hundred forty-three thousand two hundred. I'll take the lower number, and I'm upset about it. What's a guy got to do to get one of you to just put one hundred forty-two thousand three hundred dollars into my account? Now I do think it's one hundred forty-three thousand two hundred, but I'll take one hundred forty-one and not a penny less. What's it got to take? I'm telling you right now, you can put it in my account. You know that's not going to happen, and I know that's not going to happen because my last name isn't Biden, and I cannot offer access to Joe, which is exactly why Hunter got paid to begin with. And that's why anybody was a business associate of his. What was the point of being in business with Hunter Biden? If the people of Burisma, as the reporting goes, said that Hunter Biden was stupid because Hunter Biden is stupid— Now, that doesn't mean de facto he's a bad guy, although he may be a bad guy, and certainly being a druggie will make very often people uh, bad guys. You could be stupid and be a a good guy. Just Hunter wasn't. He was stupid and, and, and a bad guy. But we all know this. We all know that Hunter Biden's not bright. We all know that Hunter Biden doesn't have skills. We all know that Hunter Biden doesn't bring anything to the table. Hunter Biden is Fredo, not Chris Cuomo. Hunter Biden that's Fredo. We know this. His only skill was access to Joe. And his business partners knew it. And Burisma knew it. And the Democratic Party knows it. And I have been making the argument that it seems clear to me that the Democratic Party is willing to let Hunter Biden uh, sink. They're, they're, They're willing to torpedo him to save the party. That seems obvious to me at this stage of the game. I don't, know, I don't know about you, but it definitely seems obvious to me, and I'm going to start showing more and more of that. But this is the biggest story, and curious people, actual journalists, would be interested in this story. And the fact that they're not proves how important this story is, how big this story is, and how much it should be discussed. So we will keep going over it relentlessly because um, this is ugly. And some people need to be held to account. And if it's the president of the United States, Joe Biden, then so be it, right? No one's above the law, you know. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz today. 
the great president. No, I'm not talking about Joe Biden. No, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm not talking about Abraham Lincoln or George Washington. I'm talking about Kim Jong-un. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm not talking about him. North Korean media is, though. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Find it all at TonyKatz.com. North Korean media has been referring to Kim Jong-un as great president. As the reporting goes, 26 times in the last seven months. What's interesting is that that title went to Kim Il-sung, the founder of, of North Korea, and is actually in their laws that he is the only person who could be called that. They approved an amendment to their constitution, like they have one in 98, declaring uh, Kim Il-sung the, internal, the eternal president and abolishing the office. So now they're calling Kim Jong-un the great president. I, I don't know if it's supposed to mean anything. I don't know if it's supposed to show how strong uh, he is. Uh, this is something that Kim Jong-il, uh, Kim, uh, you know, the, the, the father of uh, Kim Jong-un never, ever did. So I, I don't know if this is just internal politics. I don't know if this is just a way to rebrand for him to to further his his power, whatever the, whatever the case may be. It's still a hellhole. It's still a horrible place. And it's still a threat to, to society. And we should be putting more pressure on China to do something about it. Why? Why should we spend our money? That sounds crazy to me. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today.